Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. For 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter... And beginning with the 23rd verse, the Apostle Paul is speaking and is saying, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you shall eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he come. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthily manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drank, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number sleep. But if you judge yourselves rightly, we should not be judged. But when you are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord in order that we may not be condemned along with the world. Lord, help us to understand what we have read about the Lord's Supper this morning. It was my privilege for about seven years to have a member of our church that belonged to the Quaker faith. And being that there was no Quaker group in our community in which his little family could be a part of, they came to the Methodist Church and they joined the Methodist Church. And in the seven years that this young man and his little family belonged to the church, a very devout person and a very courageous and great Christian, he never one time came to the Lord's table to take communion with us because of his belief and because of his thinking about the communion and the doctrine position that they hold in relation to the Holy Spirit. And that points up to us uh, two extreme schools of thoughts and two things that uh, should not be connected with the Lord's Supper. And that is there is a real possibility that some of us can see too much in the Lord's Supper and thereby thinking that we're not worthy to come to the Lord's table and to partake of this sacrament as the Lord Jesus Christ has prepared it for us, uh, for our edification and for our spiritual growth. And I can never believe that this Lord that loved us so, that gave himself for us, would ever create something as beautiful as his supper and as communion and then make it an impossibility for the least of us to come and to partake of the Lord's Supper. There's a danger in the other direction, and that is for people not seeing in it what they ought to be able to see, and that take it to too casually or too lightly. This is the thing that the Apostle Paul was addressing himself to, to the folk that lived at uh, Corinth and in the Corinthian church. He said there is an attitude and a spiritual way that you should come to the Lord's table, 
And if you do not observe this, you would be in effect better off by not coming uh, simply because you will drink damnation to your own soul. About uh, somewhere in between is precisely where you and I uh, need to be in our thinking. Uh, certainly this is important. And this is something that was created for us that should be taken in a very serious way. But not serious to the degree that you would exclude yourself from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me tell you in just a few seconds of what the, uh, the Lord's Supper really is. And that was a custom in those days for people who were taking a trip and was going to be gone for a while. Uh, that uh, they would call their friends and loved ones together and give to them some words of instruction or counsel or just share with them. I was surprised to find that this was a custom here within our own states of some 150 or 200 years ago. I read account of a person leaving from Meetown down here and going somewhere in Illinois, a trip of about three or 400 miles, I suppose, called his friends and loved ones together and as the custom was, uh, made out his will and told the people what uh, his friends and loved ones what he wanted to have done if he didn't return because in those days it was dangerous to travel. That's part of the custom. Now the other part of it, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was in Jerusalem to keep the Passover. And the Passover comes, we know, that comes from the time that the Jewish people had been enslaved for a couple of hundred uh, years or so and were in dire need and God intervened and you remember he delivered them. And one of the seven plagues, the last one, uh, before they were finally freed uh, from slavery in Egypt, you remember he told them to place the blood of some slain animal over the door so that the death angel when it came would pass over. And this is precisely what the Lord Jesus Christ had in mind when he was talking to his disciples what has been given to us today. It is what we remember as a time uh, that the evil one has passed over, our sins have been forgiven, and we have been restored to a rightful place forgiven in the kingdom of God. And what a beautiful thing it is for us uh, to have communion. Now I would point out to you quickly the spirit in which it was given. We look at the Lord Jesus Christ and see how loving and kind and considerate he was. And we see that it was given in a spirit of love. He loved all of those that he called to be with him. He not only just loved John, uh, but he loved Peter, and he loved even Judas. Unfortunately, Judas did not return his love in the proper way. Uh, but it was a time of love and forgiveness, a time of restoration, a time of being spent together in fellowship. Now it was given in a spirit of love and forgiveness, and dear friends, that's the way you and I are to come uh, to receive communion and a spirit of love and forgiveness. And if we can come in a spirit of love and forgiveness, uh, you are welcome to come to the Lord's table. Uh, you will notice it has nothing to say about this church, particularly being a Methodist church. It is the Lord's table, not this church's table. We are only privileged to serve it, and we are only privileged to take part in it. But it is a matter of us, we can come, if we do truly and earnestly repent of our sins and our love and charity with our fellow man. Now that's the invitation that is given to the Lord's table. Dear ones, I want to tell you it doesn't make any difference about the magnitude of your sins, what they have been in the past. It comes to this hour and this day. What will you do in relation to it? Will you repent of your sins? You come to this hour and you have aught against a brother or sister somewhere? And this is a time for you to free your heart and your soul 
of whatever it is there uh, that would keep you from being in love and fellowship and charity uh, with everyone. Now, I'm sure that you, like me, you have looked for opportunities from time to time to start anew because you have been sincere and you have been committed and dedicated, but yet those things that we have done sometimes out of ignorance and out of neglect and stupidity have caused us to hurt people and for us not to be the person that we really, truly wanted to be. And I know that you, like me, have looked for opportunities just to be able to wipe the slate clean, to be able to start over, and to be able to pick up from some moment in time and say that here's where I will start anew. Now I want to tell you, dear ones, if you feel that way and if you've ever felt that way, here is the place where that can actually spiritually take place. Because you see, either good or bad, what yesterday was is gone forever. And you and I, at an invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ, have the opportunity because he desires to eat this meal and to keep this fellowship with you and with me. And you can come and free your heart with his help of all the excess baggage and the garbage that's gone on and go from this altar here a renewed and a new person. Because you see in our coming to the Lord's table says that we desire to have and to keep this meal with the Lord Jesus Christ. We kneel here uh, saying by that that we humbly submit ourselves anew to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will come together to the Lord's table and it will speak of our togetherness and our spiritual desire on the part of each one of us to be that unique individual that God has created and called us to be. And we will partake of the elements as they have been consecrated and by that we will claim every promise that the Lord Jesus Christ has made to you and to me, which means that we have been forgiven and hopefully in turn uh, we have surely forgiven. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 